All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Brain Coleman. Today we're covering ah, we're covering some good stuff. So we have the Fox Chronicles Kickstarter is what we're discussing, but I have with me a very special guy. I can't even say guest at this point. It's like you got, you know, spare keys to the house. We've been on so many different episodes. We have a, a long-standing um, review of 4,400. Like this is like the 12th time you've been on talking about a project. Yeah. Let these people know who's on with me today. Uh, my name is Robert Jeffrey the second. I am a comic book writer uh, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I was a graduate of the 2017 DC Comics Writers Workshop. So uh, some of the, you, you might know me from Route 3, The Crossing, Mind to Avenge, uh, Radio Free America, uh, Changa and the Jade Obelisk, Retcon, and I am also editor-in-chief. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. And also my work in DC Comics with, um, I get I got to write a short story featuring Jon Stewart. But um, I'm also editor-in-chief for BlackSciFi.com. So, um, you know, jack of all trades. And I try to write as much as possible. And it seems to, it seems to be my, you say my stilo. <laughs> You're succeeding. You're writing all the things. Oh man, okay. Well, I'm so happy to have you back. This is ah, this is this is good stuff. Please let these people know where to find you online for those of you who are listening well, on the podcast and the later mm-hmm. uploads so they can know how to uh, reach out to you. Yeah, my uh website is Robert K uh, jeffrey.com that's robertkjeffrey.com. Instagram uh Robert K. Jeffrey and Facebook um just do a search for author Robert Jeffrey mm. uh, the second or II double I, mm. and that should bring me up on Facebook, Instagram, and um, and my website, and also Twitter, uh, which is up on the uh, up on the screen at Sync RKJ. All so. right, all right, uh, yeah, all those links will be in the show notes for those of you. There's no excuse. Check those show notes and uh, check out Robert. <laughs> And of course, you can find me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Those are in the show notes as well. Uh, getting right to it, we are discussing a Kickstarter. This is the Fox Chronicles. Yep. Uh, what's up? What is this? What, <laughs> what y'all got going on? Fox, uh, it's it's a coming of, we call it our sci-fi coming of age tale. Okay. You know, with a bit of social commentary mixed in. Um, <clears throat> if you're a fan of books like Ironheart, mm. um, we have a bit of Voltron, the legendary defenders <laughs> in there. Um, plus um, Far Sector and Tomb Raider. You know, this is a series for you. But what we're, we're the story focuses on an Atlanta teen. I'm back to Atlanta again, right? <laughs> with, with another story. Um Autumn Fox, who by the time we catch up with her, she's very much in the know of like her, let's say her super abilities, you know, okay. with, with she, you know, she has the promise of of becoming and, and all that good stuff. And she's currently, and you could say she's in training, you know, to you know, to take on the galaxy spanning adventures that we will eventually get to. But in this, you know, in this case, we're we're kind of in, we're in the far flung future for the you know for the world for our world or for Earth, okay. and she wants to use her abilities 
to right the wrongs that are still going on. You know, we as humanity, humans, we can't seem to stop to mess it up. So one of the things that she wants to tackle is something that's still plaguing our world today. And even actually down here in Atlanta, um, human trafficking, Ooh. you know, that's still, yeah. So, um, you know, so within this larger world or, or the story that we're telling when it comes to like the sci-fi space opera, um, at the core of it, we just, we have a story about a, a teenage girl who wants to use her abilities to just do something better, Yeah, you know, and, and that's kind of, that's where we are at the start of the, um, and actually in the first issue of okay. the Fox Chronicles. So. Okay. That was a lot. <laughs> you hit me with a lot. So I'm, 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 I'm seeing a lot of space opera, human trafficking back in Atlanta, some Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. black people surviving in the far future in oh, yeah. the black yeah. cities of Atlanta. <laughs> so, yeah. This this is cool. Okay, so before we get too deep, because now you gave me the, the kind of general overview, let's go ahead and play the Kickstarter video so that listeners, you guys can get it, I guess, straight from the horse's mouth, the complete package trailer, then we'll get into the specifics. This is a lot, man. This <laughs> is yeah. a lot. I'm here for it. So bear with me a second. I'm going to bring up the trailer here. Hi, I'm Tony Cade. For those of you who don't know me, I'm director of the Atlanta Sci-Fi and Fantasy Expo, and I'm also owner of Challenges Games and Comics. If this corner looks a little familiar to you, it's because, yes, you did see it in season two of Cobra Kai. But that's not why I'm here to talk with you, even though it is a really interesting story. I'm here to talk to you about my new Kickstarter project called The Fox Chronicles. The Fox Chronicles is a coming-to-age story that spans about 100,000 years. And I know most of you guys like your space battles, you like your big fight scenes, and we're not going to disappoint you on those things. But what our story is mainly about is giving knowledge, along with dealing with issues that deal with families and friends, and how to survive in a world that's not too far removed from our own. These stories that I want to tell are stories that I think that adolescents, adults, and kids will all be able to get into. So that's the reason I'm coming to you today on Kickstarter. I feel really great about this fantastic team that I put together, and I need you guys, you know, to help me get these books into your hands, because I think you're going to be really happy. My name is Robert Jeffrey II, and I am the series writer for the Autumn Fox Chronicles. Uh, first and foremost, I want to you know, start off by saying thank you for even giving our project the time of day. You have no shortage of options to choose from on Kickstarter alone or at your local comic book store. And to give us a um, chance to promote our work to you <laughs> is, is huge, and it's not taken for granted. Uh, secondly, when you pledge for this book or when you purchase this book, you are buying something which started off as a brainchild of a comic book store owner down here in Georgia, but has turned into something much, much bigger. Um, we have put together a science fiction action adventure story mixed with a bit of social commentary, which speaks to some of the issues of our world today, featuring a heroine which more often than not is overlooked, you know, in the pages of many of the comic books that we buy, you know, nowadays. So on a variety of fronts, I think that you will enjoy (laughs) picking up this book or reading this book. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, simply put, 
we just want to say thanks, you know, for giving us the time of day, as I said before, and, um, you know, for checking out the Autumn Fox Chronicles. Thanks again, and I guess happy Kickstarter. Oh, okay. So let's get <laughs> to it. Autumn Fox. Autumn Fox yep. and the, the, the Kickstarter. So this, well, let's start with a comic book shop owner. Yep. Like what? Oh. Walk me back. Let's, let's give, yeah, let's give you the origin story. Um, Tony Cade runs a comic book store down here called Challenges Games and Comics. And before that, it was a he had a store. This goes back to '94. He's been he's been successfully <laughs> running his own comic book store um, for a while as one of the, I think, as one of the only black comic book store owners on the East Coast. You know, mm -hmm. going back to '94, um, and especially in the Southeast, um, and especially in Georgia. <laughs> so. Um, Tony's been in this game for a minute. I always tell the story that when I was in high school back in like 98 or 97, I I actually went into his store, which was, he was in a smaller store. Mm -hmm. And then he since moved to like a location, a problem that wasn't too far away, which was bigger. But when I walked in, I just remember like, this is really small. I love it. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just like, you could tell that, you know, things were, you know, he was kind of, he was moving upwards and onwards and he is now where he is. Well, he is now where he is with um, opening up his new publishing company with okay. um, Prime Direction Studios with with Autumn Fox being the, the lead series. So, yeah, Tony, um, Tony was actually the guy who brought me into the comic book industry. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, he. I wasn't doing comics before Tony. Mm. Um, he reached out to me after I had approached him with a at, when he was with another publisher, mm -hmm. uh, Terminus Media, and with my portfolio of newspaper articles that you know I had, you know, built up over time over a couple of years with um, the Atlanta Voice newspaper. So from that, he reached out and asked me if I wanted to pitch a story for an anthology that they were doing. And uh, I don't think you've read the story, it's called Daddy's Little Girl. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's, um, I'll call it the catching up occasion from hell, you know, between um, yeah, <laughs> a daughter and her father. And that led to um, actually doing work on um, the first iteration of Autumn Fox, which was because this is kind of a reboot of a previous character, okay. um, a character named Amber Fox. Um, and did a story with that. And that was the first thing I'd ever done with the Route 3 artist, Sean Hill, you know, mm -hmm. who is now yeah. Marvel published, you know, you know Sean Hill and yeah. one of the best in the indie game. Uh, and then that led to Route 3. So in between all that time, you know, um, Tony was teaching me about the business of the game, of of the, the comics game of, um, you know, just writing and he, his eye for talent is huge as you can see in this book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tony, and he also is the founder of a convention down here called, um, and one of the organizers of the Atlanta science fiction and fantasy expo. So in addition to running the comic book store, in addition to now running a comic book publishing company, and in addition to one, running one of the, I call it preeminent free comic book conventions or sci-fi conventions down here. Yeah, uh, Tony, Tony is a hustler. So I mean, like in a good way. You know, he's like in a good way. Let me not let me not associate <laughs> Kickstarter and hustling in the same. Let me let me clear that up oh. because. Um, but no, he is. 
uh, he is about he loves comics and mm -hmm. he and you know with being around since '94, you know, yeah. his clients he has a huge clientele as far as the customers who are repeat, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know backers or they they keep coming back to the store. So he's he's doing something right, right, and, right. But that's that's kind of his origin story and how I got connected to him. You know, going going way back when to when I started freelancing back in '05. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos, Tony. Congrats. All that good stuff. Yeah, because it's. I mean, he's in there. He's in the comments. Yep. Yeah, his knees deep in. So, so he has a. Um, he has a, a store. He has this mm -hmm. uh, publishing company. Uh, we have uh, Autumn Fox as the kind of flagship mm -hmm. or kickoff character. Right. Um, how do we get her? Because I know you said she was a, um, a, a reboot or a revamp of mm -hmm. another character before. Right. So originally there there was this, you know, we had a character back in the Terminus days that it was, you know, Tony's creator own, you know, mm -hmm. um, character and I guess series. And Amber, her name was Amber Fox. So mm -hmm. it was one of those things where when Tony approached me about and when he started kind of coming up with this idea of trying to you know, launch his own comic book company, but also wanting to do something with this character, it was just like, what can we do that speaks to the audiences that we want to reach and off and straight up, which are being overlooked. You know, yeah. at that point when we had pitched the story, there wasn't an Ironheart series. You know, mm. there wasn't a standalone series. And not saying that you know, teenage, you know, black teenage, um, I guess girls or a teenage hero, you know, females um, ex didn't exist. You know, mm -hmm. at that point, but they weren't getting their standalone series. And I yeah. and I always say that on the indie front, though, you can find plenty of those series. Oh, you know, for indie independently, you can find those series. Um, so, but Tony wanted to add to, you know, what the indies were doing, you know, and just kind of you know flesh his character out. So, um, we gave her a new origin, you know, a background, you know, keeping certain elements of of the previous character, yeah. but, you know, we t wanted to tie more of this, you know, kind of a more serious story, you know, and, and have her earthbound, uh, at least in this first story arc that we're telling, you know, we'll get to the point where she becomes the, the world hopping, you know, the, the planet hopping or dimension hopping, you know, character that we, you know, we're dealing with before, but, you know, now this is kind of like, think about Batman year one, except okay. in this case, you're dealing with a, um, a teenager from Atlanta, Georgia, who has the ability to create, um, nanite created weapons, <laughs> you know, so that, you know, so that that's, and she, we, one of the things we've spoken about is that she has been raised her whole life. Uh, she's grown up with a, an AI deeply embedded in her subconsciousness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like when you see kids talking to like imaginary friends, <laughs> she actually has an imaginary friend who is, is like yeah. Obi-Wan is like yeah. Obi-Wan, but he's an a-hole. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so that's the, you know, so that's, yeah, because his, his goal is to prepare her for things that are larger and grander, mm -hmm. um, without getting too much into like his origin. We call him yeah. John. Um, but, so when he sees eventually in the series, when she, you know, she takes on this whole mantle of trying to break down or disrupt, you know, the trafficking that she sees, you know, he's like, you know, this is, this is human stuff. 
you know, I'm telling you there's stuff that's larger than this. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we wanted to, you know, make it different than what had come before and not saying what, what had come before was bad. Right, right. Um, one of my favorite stories with Amber Fox previously was, um, was getting a chance to write a team up story mm. you know, with her and another group that we had back in the Terminus Media days okay. called Terra um, Force. And mm. um, so that was cool. And then also, if you know The Crossing, uh, which you just mm. showed before, yes. John yes. McGuire yeah. wrote a story, one of actually, to my, to, in, in my opinion, it's one of the best, it's the best Amber Fox story that's ever been written. Oh. And it's a beautiful one, but he wrote a team up between where Amber Fox jumped dimensions into a universe he had created called the Gilded Age. Okay. Um, and also, you know, shout out to John McGuire. I'd say, you know, do a search for John McGuire and the Gilded Age and pick up that graphic novel because it's, that's another, right um, yeah, another comic book I think people should check out and that deserves a second life. So, mm -hmm. um, so everybody um, had had a chance to contribute to Amber Fox's universe, but uh, Tony wanted to, we had to do something new. We mm -hmm. had to do something new. We, we, we did revamp the character, you know, for, you know, to become an African-American teenager and, you know, they were off to the races. So, mm -hmm. um, so when he pitched it to me and I was like, for me, it was like a paying gig. I was like, Hey, <laughs> you know, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, we I get like to have. <laughs> yeah, I like to. You know, I like those, but also get a chance to help create. Uh, you know, a new. You know, do a new take on the character. So mm -hmm. good. So Jesus, I'm I'm in awe. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. Give me <laughs> give me these breadcrumbs. Let me yeah, see yeah, yeah. work my way back. So with that, let's talk about the subject matter. So it is this mm -hmm. space opera. It's this. Afro again, I can't stress enough. Black people are alive in the future, so yeah. that, that alone will pick it up. But yeah. human trafficking, what, um, I guess, how did that decision come about to make a big part of it about human trafficking? So, going back to the, the terminus days, uh, Tony, myself, John McGuire, uh, Tanya Woods, and Pete Mitchell, we were hired to help. We we teamed up with the Centers for Disease Control as an organization mm -hmm. to um, write an animated motion comic, uh, highlighting you know actually bringing awareness to the, the you know topics of STDs, okay. uh, HIV awareness, and um, and everything kind of associated that with that when it focused on uh, teens. So as a part of that, when you know we we. I think we wrote like seven episodes and it was, and the experience was really cool because we would meet together at the comic, uh, the, the dragon's horde mm -hmm. and as a writer's room. So none of us have been to Hollywood. Actually, I think Tanya might be the closest one. You know, I always say she, you know, she, she has a background in film and music. Um, but I don't think any of us had ever done a writer's room. So that for us, that was us getting together, you know, powwowing, you know, writing, trying to strike this balance between, you know, let's say edutainment. So, okay. and okay. from that experience, we, the next topic that we wanted to tackle, um, which was something that was brought to our, you know, everybody, we had all known about human trafficking before mm -hmm. that, but in the midst of, you know, going through this process with the CDC, 
we learn more about it from their angle because okay. it is, I mean, it is, it, it, to be honest with you, it's a, it's a mental health crisis and it's a physical health crisis. So it's, you know, that's at least how I kind of looked at it from their angle with their connection. So our goal was if we ever had another chance to pitch an opportunity to do this work for, to do the client work for the centers for disease control, mm-hmm. that's That would be something that we would have had a chance to jump on. You know, right, right. actually, you know, utilizing what we had learned, mm-hmm. um, you know, in addition to you know, our, our great writing skills and all the good stuff. But mm-hmm. um, so but that opportunity never came, Okay, you know, for whatever reason. And uh, the, the work I will say is that we did with the CDC was award winning. Like if you head to my website right now, mm-hmm. uh, I do have a section there dedicated to the work that I that I had done with them or that we did as a group. Mm-hmm. And you can actually watch those episodes now. So, but so when Tony and so as a part of that, we also learned about this thing called the Sabato method and um, there it was the idea of edutainment, of educating people through entertainment. And in in that case, I can't remember the the guy's first name, but, you know, there were a uh, there was a telenovelas that were filmed in uh, somewhere in Mexico or South America. And I I think it was Mexico, but they were using. those telenovelas to um, to teach, you know, about certain topics. So we thought trying to apply that method to this comic book story that we're telling, um, that's how we could get kind of the edutainment in there. So yeah. those elements of the CDC work stood out to us. And if you go to the Kickstarter page, we, we go more in depth into that. I'm giving like kind of a, you know, kind of a surface level explanation right, right, right. of the Sabato method. But um, we do explain that in addition to, you know, as in, you know, trying to entertain, we also wanted to educate about some, you know, about a topic that right. um, it's, you know, we it, it does get, it's, you know, it focused on um, a bit, but we wanted to, you know, tell it from our angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I actually, in the story that I enjoy is that we actually do a bit of cross-genre stuff. So I know you're a Law & Order fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's a little bit of a procedural cop drama mixed okay. into this, like, larger YA sci-fi story that we're trying to tell. Um, but still coming at it from a respectful you know, angle and not trying to make it as sensationalistic and bombastic as um, the other sources might. You know, yeah. So that's that's our goal. Um, but we feel that with what we learned with our work with the CDC, where, you know, we were you know, writing you know, stories about teenagers dealing with heavy topics like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, HIV and STD awareness. Um, you know, we succeeded on that front. So we hope hopefully we'll you know, bring those skills, you know, with the Fox Chronicles. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's good. I don't um, I can't recall off the top of my head. And I saying that there aren't any out there, but I can't recall a reading a comic with this subject matter, maybe mm-hmm. like with the mutant metaphor side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like seriously tackling something as heavy as human trafficking. Yeah, that's again. Th- there's like these elements of the project that alone are enough for the price of admission into the Kickstarter. By the way, support it. Um, but all of mm-hmm. these combined, I'm now even more interested in. This is not just a space opera. This is not just a futuristic man. Okay, so and then knowing that history with the CDC that you have, all of you guys underneath your belt makes this even that much more. I, I want to say credible, but I feel mm-hmm. like not the. I don't want to make it seem as if you yeah, can write the story and be good. But knowing yeah. 
you have that kind of insight from the CDC that helped craft some of this story is like now even more interesting because like shoot, mm-hmm. and I give this to my niece and nephew. Hey y'all, look at this. Yeah. It's entertaining, but also you know cautionary tales, so to speak. Yeah, um, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that. That's that's the perfect summation of it. I would okay. say. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Um, so the work you've you've done on your own so far is of course has me excited. But <laughs> let's get into the team. So it's not only you. Yeah. It's not yeah. only Tony. What's tell us about the, the, the creative team. So, you know, first and foremost as a co writer on the series, we have Leo Ware. Mm-hmm. Um she is she is awesome. <laughs> you know, being brought <laughs> on as you know, the uh, co-writer and editor and the, you know, I, I'd done a pass of the, of the script before and Tony brought Leo on to, you know, help flesh out the story, um, the dialogue. And we are, I think we're at a point where um, the story has benefited from her being brought on. Okay. And as far as I know, this is her first comics work. Mm. So, um, and Leo also used to, I think she, um, she has a background in, uh, the performing arts, okay. um, and, you know, like I said, world building, character development and dialogue. And I don't think so. I don't think this will be her last foray into comic books, you know, yeah, and I think yeah, she, and she, yeah. she also has a background as a English teacher, which was <laughs> extremely helpful, yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, shout out to all the educators, you know, in, 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 in these COVID times that we're dealing with. Um, when, as far as our illustrator, Fritz um, Fuyo, I think it's Casas, um, the, the man is a beast. You just see okay. it with the pencils and inks, you know, on, you know, that, that are on the page. Um, but also he has a background with working with Tony, uh, I think with something Terminus related. I might be, I might be wrong, but either way, he, he and Tony have a, you know, background, but he also, he's also worked for Dynamite Comics, uh, hmm. Xenoscope, and, you know, on certain series like White Sand, Queen Sonya, mm-hmm. and Alice in Wonderland. Um, and so he's doing the pencils and inks. On the colors, we have Candace Hahn, who, uh, once again, uh, Tony, you know, like I said, he has an eye for talent. <laughs> so yeah. if, he, if, if he finds talent, he's going to work with them as much as possible. Right. Um, she's worked for Dark Horse Comics, IDW, uh, Heavy Metal Magazine, Valiant, and Activision. And, you know, okay. she's done work Jeez. on Star, Star Trek, Transformers. Uh, Alien, the original screenplay, and mm-hmm. even Call of Duty comic books. Jeez, so, so th- this this is for the interiors of the book. Like I said, this is not just the cover work. This is not a case of where no. the covers look beautiful and then you turn into the book and you're like, oh, okay, this is it's not okay. what I was expecting. Yeah. I, so okay, okay, hold on, hold on, Robert, hold on, because you're giving me a lot. Okay, so first yeah. and foremost, shout out to John Robinson. Hey, you know what's up, Scooter? What's going on? Now we have Tony K watching right now. So hello, Tony. Thank you, <laughs> you brother, Professor X. You have assembled <laughs> the mutants. You have done what you need to do. Um, he says that Chris worked on the needle. The tire. needle tire. Okay, so that mm-hmm. was in. In and let me let me jump in before I forget. So that was another that was another piece of client work that Terminus Media had done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I tell. 
publishers is if you can, it helps you try to get client work, you know, if as, as much as possible. It definitely helps out. Like I said, if you can maintain just doing the creative books, then that's good. But one of the things that we learned with Terminus is that uh, real talk, nobody was buying our comics like that. <laughs> they Whoa, just weren't. Okay. So we okay. had to balance that out with bringing income in some other way. And that mm-hmm. that was huge. So Needle Tires was um, a, a piece of client work that we had done. You know, okay. And he was the artist on that. So, But go back to you. You called him Professor X and all that good stuff. I mean, I'm saying this man has just with – and are you even done with the creative team or are you still going through the- – Oh, I mean, I can go through the cover artists. I mean, okay, I, yeah. but hold up. I, what I'm saying is, just the bit that you've shown me now, that you've yeah. said now, uh-huh. this man is truly, uh, yeah, he's truly uh, Krakoa's very own at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to you, Tony. Um, they let Tony me. onto the island, right? <laughs> I mean, they would want to with this resume. <laughs> okay, okay, so my bad. Go ahead, finish out this creative thing because I. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, that's just in the that's the interiors of the book. So mm-hmm. going on to cover artists, we have Laveda O'Neill, who uh, if you have picked up the Route 3 graphic novel, she uh, did the colors on that. She did the colors okay. on that. But she has um, she, uh, just an impressive resume of doing um, just in digital art. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got covers, character designs. Uh, web de- website designs. Okay. And the uh, so if you do a search for her, you'll see some of the great work that she's done. I mean, mm-hmm. even and also on um, Instagram. I gotta get these handles, but uh, yeah. so we have her as one of our variant cover artists. Uh, we have Marcus Williams, who you already know from Tuskegee hey. Airs. Come on, man. Yeah, you, you know, one of one of Atlanta's best artists in the game and just one of the best artists in the game. So if you know Marcus Williams and Tuskegee Airs, you know what quality of work he's bringing to doing the covers for um, for us. Um, and then we have uh, Pal, um, Pal, I think it's Zhong. Uh, he's um, He's wow, Emmy Award-winning designer and freelance illustrator who's in Atlanta. He's worked for TNT, TBS, Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. Sony's Creative uh, Center. Uh, he is, but he goes way back with Terminus Media, but also mm-hmm. now with Prime Direction, you know, with the new studio. Um, and this is this is actually his, you know, it's a major his first major de- debut, you know, with comic books. But having a background as far as that. Um, He's bringing something awesome, you know, yeah. to, to the product as a whole, and he's and he's offering. Uh, if you look at some of the tiers, he's offering commissions. So mm, definitely, okay. and also a we're something else we're working on, uh, which will be pretty cool. And then we have Sheldon Mitchell, who's another cover artist who uh, we've worked with in the past. Uh, he's worked for Awesome Entertainment, Marvel Comics, DC Comics. Uh, he is an artist for Freshman, Witchblade, The Darkness for Top Cow, Vampire Hunter D, and Niobe. She is deaf for Stranger Comics. So, so um, when I say no games are being played with what we're trying to bring with this project, um, yeah. I'm trying to be as straight up and as honest as possible. Like Tony, the the good thing about I say about this book is that you have a healthy balance. Uh, Pal was he, he was in our first comics project going back with Terminus, you know. Going yeah, so, yeah. we Tony has brought together uh, some of the, I always say some of the best and brightest in Indian mainstream. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that Tony has worked with through 
you know, through the years, um, they have gone on to do work for larger companies. Okay. And with that, you see the talent just grow and grow and grow. So we're at a point now where we can, when we're listing out the credits, we can mm -hmm. say like, we have folks like myself who have worked for DC Comics. We have mm -hmm. folks who have worked for Marvel. We have folks who have worked for Zenoscope. Mm -hmm. We have worked for, you know, for Image and Dark Horse and so forth and so forth. But then also in the indie realm, um, we are continuing to produce quality work. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like we take what we've learned from indie mainstream and everything in between. Um, and now you have the Fox Chronicles. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. So <laughs> with, with that, because you, you hit me with a lot, man. Uh, I was not expecting that. And I, I was kind of trying to go through the list while you were. So those of you watching, I'm not just like not doing my own thing. I'm kind of taking notes yeah. and looking at the stuff here. But you have this amazing foundation. You mm -hmm. have this book that it, even before getting it in hand on paper feels like it's a it's a win-win for everybody mm -hmm. involved, the creative team and then those of us uh, picking it up. You've just run down some heavy hitters, mm -hmm. <laughs> included. What um, so with this book, I guess what what is the what is the book itself? Is it like one issue? Is it a graphic novel? Is it a couple issues? Mm -hmm. What tell us about the 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 book itself? Okay, so this will be thirty pages, either thirty or thirty three. Uh, I know it's at least thirty mm -hmm. pages of um, the the first issue of an ongoing arc. Okay, so that's one of the things, and I I, I don't mince words about this. I don't play games. Mm -hmm. uh, the only way we succeed is if people pledge, if people okay. share. You know, um, like I said last night, I know all of our bank accounts got a little bit fatter over this. Um, I'm just being real. Yeah, I mean, I'm just being, right I'll be as real as possible. So yeah, the right. only, but and that's the that's the beauty of something like Kickstarter is mm -hmm. that the success or failure. I mean, if you call failure beauty beautiful, mm -hmm. is <laughs> but the but the beauty of Kickstarter is that the people are actually the ones that ensure that we are successful or that we aren't. I mean, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's as, that's as, as straight, you know, so if you want to see the story continued yeah. um, outside of just this one issue, which I'll just be sitting in my house. Oh man, it looks so great <laughs> in my drop in my Dropbox. Um, we uh, wanted to get it. We want to get it from Dropbox, from our various emails back and forth, you know, amongst the creative mm -hmm. team to, to the backers. So um, you're getting 30 pages of great interior art, storytelling, writing. Um, and if you pledge it, some of the other tiers, you also get some awesome variant covers too. But um, right now, this is the first in a multi-issue arc um, for, you know, that we're looking at, you know, for, um, you know, for, you know, I guess, you know, for this initial Kickstarter. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 So that's <clears throat> that's good to know because I know a lot of times, and I don't know if this deters people or gets them excited for it, but you you'll see a Kickstarter, you'll support it, and then it may be just that one issue. So I wasn't sure if it was like an ongoing, if it was a graphic novel, if it was one yeah. issue. So yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. So that you're providing a quality, and not to say other Kickstarters are not quality, but specifically speaking about this one, you're providing an ongoing story. That is very good. That is an alternative to just the DC and Marvel of it all. You know, yeah. that yeah. for one 
is uh, something that will definitely have me supporting. So please, guys, do that. Again, those links are in the show notes. The Kickstarter link is in the show notes right now. Be you watching on YouTube or uh, listening to the podcast afterwards, it's there. Select it at the very least. Share it at the very mm-hmm. least. So yeah. what is the goal for this Kickstarter? What's the monetary goal? Right now, total, I went back to refresh the screen. So mm-hmm. total, we're looking at 8000 mm-hmm. And okay. within one day, we've actually raised a quarter of that. We raised like 28%. Um, so we're we're standing at two thousand two hundred sixty six dollars. Who okay? And at yeah. the time of this recording today, March fifteenth, what do we? How many more days do we have left? We have actually thirty more days. We have well, thirty more days. <laughs> yeah, one day. I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah, and that was and I and 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 a shout out to podcasts like yourself, but then also mm-hmm. uh, we did one. We did a live launch on this on a show called Chat and Draw, hosted by Mike Chat, Watson. Chat and yeah. Draw. Say that again. Chat uh, and Draw. Chat, yeah, Chat and Draw uh, by Michael Watson. Michael Watson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and it was a it was a good opportunity to talk with you know a lot of a few members of the creative team, mm-hmm. and then and to live you know live chat as we're doing right here. Yeah. With um you know with potential backers and. And I think that uh, that was big, but like to wake up <laughs> to two thousand, because like I think when we ended, it was like close to a thousand, which was good, which was right, really right. great. But then I, I I keep looking, and I'm just like, ooh, and we like we did a quarter of this, and like if we can push, if we can continue to push hard, yeah. Um, and also based, and then uh, what I was seeing also is that a lot of people, like I was asking, were were like I asked were either sharing or they were pledging. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that kind of gets frustrating when you're indie creator is uh, here's a scenario. Mm -hmm. So here's some, here's some insight into the indie indie realm. So um, you're at a table and then you have specifically a black comic book fan walk up to your table Mm -hmm. and they have a a lengthy discussion about how they're not being represented in the big two. So, and, um, and, you know, I have all my stuff there. You know, we have all the yeah. stuff. I might be sharing a table with William Satterite of Stealth. And he has all of his stuff. And they're having a lengthy discussion. And, and we agree with them. And, you know, we do talk about how, you know, DC and Marvel are doing better. But then also you still want more mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And, and the first thing I noticed is that they're carrying like, like five Deadpool um, prints under their shoulders. So I'm like, okay, well, they got money to spend, right? This is yeah. so inside of me. So um, as a part, and, and they also combine with not having some, not seeing something that they want. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay, well, definitely, you know, check out what we have here. I don't do mm-hmm. a hard sell. I'm not a car salesman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, check out what we have. Yeah. You know, I'm at least a, a bad car salesman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, check out what we have. Uh, if something speaks to you, because based on what you're saying, you know, this is the stuff that I think will. Yeah. And then they say, uh, no, but I'll take that business card. I will come back to your website. It's on the business card, right? And <laughs> at that point, I'm just like, I'm kind of, I'm a little done. And it's actually, yeah. gotten, it's gotten to the point where I don't put business cards on my table mm-hmm. anymore. Because I got, mm-hmm. I got tired of money being wasted. Right, right, um, right amongst you know some fans and it's not a sizable contingent but it's enough and you see it online you know they'll ask for all of this stuff and the indies are giving it to you yeah 
more fun for us. So I feel that the Fox Chronicles is a series, you know, that can, you know, um, that once again speaks to you or gives people what they've been asking for. And we have a you know, quality set of you know, creators. So that's, yeah, that's the indie rant of the day, you know, as far as uh, why Robert doesn't keep business cards on his table. And I was just like, I'm not paying $20 a pop for, you know, so, um, yeah, but that's, um, there's a writer named Brandon East and he called it, I think it was black geek or black geek Stockholm syndrome. Um, where they just keep going back, you know, for yeah. you know, what they're not being provided. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then, you know, sometimes look at indie comics with a sense of disdain. Like I said, yeah. I don't think that's, I, I think that's getting better. I don't think yeah. that's a large contingent, but it's enough that, you know, after a while, you got to stop just, you know, asking questions of, you know, who would win a fight, Thor versus Superman. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a bunch of comics out there that you can read rather than, mm-hmm. You're having those constant discussions all the time. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I have a question for you. With and it's kind of relate adjacent to mm-hmm. with comic book movies going from Blade, uh, mm-hmm. Iron Man, even the Fox X Men stuff. Do you, do you feel like with everything you just said, it's getting better because now comics are a bit more mainstream? general public now knowing these characters, even though these characters aren't indie characters, do you mm-hmm. feel like with the explosion or the renaissance of mm-hmm. comic book focused media that we've gotten, has that helped that, uh, what do you say, Black Geek Stockholm Syndrome? Do you think that <laughs> um, I, I, I do because I, I mean, once again, I can tie this into Tony, to Tony's convention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing the Atlanta Science Fiction um, and Fantasy Expo each, mm-hmm. like, I think for maybe five or six years, COVID was the, I, I like I told Tony, COVID was the only thing that stopped his convention. Because okay. um, he was, he was going, yeah, he was going strong. Um, so his, his, uh, comic book store is in a mall. So the convention is in a mall and we are right by the movie theaters. So uh, Tony will time the convention to take place at for the release of whatever big Marvel movie is yeah. coming out or whatever Marks. big movie is coming out. So, which is smart. That's a, he's a, he's a businessman. <laughs> he's a businessman. So, um, so using that as an example, and just even since I've started doing conventions as a mm-hmm. as a retailer, yes, I think that definitely the um, the explosion of comic books on television, streaming, and then also mm-hmm. um, movies, you know, has has definitely caused people to go out to comic book conventions that probably hadn't gone before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, and, and especially Black Panther. So one mm-hmm. of the things that I love seeing was, you know, going to conventions mm-hmm. and having, you know, new fans or people who aren't familiar with comics or sci-fi or speculative fiction in any way, shape, shape form possible. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, and I'm specifically talking about black folks coming up yeah. to my table. It's like, I had no idea any of this existed. There we go. I had no, and then, or they specifically say, I was looking for my brothers and my sisters to come and support because mm-hmm. I want more of this for myself. I want mm-hmm. more of this for my daughter, my son, you yeah. know, and so forth. And then you have people who aren't, you know, who aren't, you know, black people who just come up and they're just like, I just want to get more comics. You know, yeah. I want to experience different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that there is definitely a parallel between a connection you know, to people coming out to these conventions or taking yeah. more of a, 
I don't want to say taking more of a chance, but not spending so much time in just the general <laughs> convention space area. Yeah. But they mosey their way, they mosey their way over to um uh Artist Alley or mm -hmm. the indie indie side of things. So yeah, mm -hmm. so I I've definitely seen that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I can for myself, and this is such an embarrassing story. When I was a young kid, like going to the dollar store to get snacks for school, there were so many comics on the shelves that mm -hmm. I deemed less than because they weren't Marvel and DC, because mm -hmm. I had only known X-Men animated series, Batman. Yeah. I had only known what, what was in like the big grocery stores, the big comic book stores. And I'm now like so upset that in my big age, I don't still have some of those old school comics that were in the dollar store. And mm -hmm. so I, I get the, um, the mindset of like the initial well, favoring something more, but that's only because mm -hmm. that's us all you know. That's all you're given. Mm -hmm. That's all that you just like an yeah. underground artist. It's it's the the very same thing. Oh, I knew mm -hmm. about Lizzo before you. Okay, well now we <laughs> all do, and because we all do, she yeah. gets more money and she's in our face more. Same thing yeah. with these indie projects. Like this is as embarrassing as this story is, and it may not be to some, but that's so cringe to me that you would really be like, oh, this this dollar store comic, but. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and the, and that, um, it's, and, and, you know, at least we're having a conversation, you mm -hmm. know, about it. I mean, like growing up and the, the other part of that you, that you mentioned was having the options, mm -hmm. you know, when I was at least on my side of town, when I, I'm from Chicago originally, mm -hmm. so we didn't have comic book stores where I lived. We just okay. didn't. I'm not saying that Chicago bookstores didn't exist in Chicago back in the eighties and nineties or whatever, mm -hmm. but they weren't where I was. So my mom was only able to get books from, and this is somebody who is not, I mean, my, my mother told me a while ago, she was like, baby, I don't know. I don't understand any of what you're doing, mm -hmm. but if it makes you happy, then do it. And that's what she was just talking about my love of all of the geek stuff that yeah. I, you know, that I enjoy, but she would, she, she would see comic books at the Walgreens, mm -hmm. you know, in our neighborhood or the, uh, I think it was called Osco. Okay. Um, Osco something. I, it's been a while. So I, I don't even know if the place is still up in Chicago, but um, she would get them from the drugstores, you know, from the, you know, the magazine racks or whatever, mm -hmm. and and bring them home. And then my dad, when he moved down to Atlanta with my stepmom, mm -hmm. he was shipping comic books up to us. Um, okay. The Milestone books. That's actually how I learned about Milestone. Okay. You know, so um, they weren't digging deeper and it's not you know they were parents trying to get comics to their kids right. and and in my dad's case he saw black people on the cover he was just like let's <laughs> do it so he probably read the books and then sent them to us or bought sets yeah. for himself because that's mm -hmm. that was my dad but they only bought what was available or what was within their reach right, right. and but around this time you have the explosion of like black indie comics mm -hmm. you know with things like brother man mm -hmm. um and I didn't learn about Brother Man and Dawood and and you know his team and the family until I was in college or even mm -hmm. after college. Okay. So once I learned about because the only like indie black comics that I knew about were Milestone. Yeah. So once I decided to pursue a career in comic books and dug more deep into it, I was just like, there's a there's a crap there's a crap ton more yeah. of stuff that's out there. So mm -hmm. sometimes accessibility is big. And that's mm -hmm. why I think 
conventions are huge. You're for mm -hmm. finding that talent that you are finding those books and also this thing called called the internet. You know, you you can do a search now and do like the best black comic book creators. Yeah. And you'll yeah, you'll be yeah. taken to top 10 lists and top 20 yeah. lists all across. Mm -hmm. So some some of it is accessibility, the other part is you know, doing the homework yourself. Yeah. You know, and trying find those sources. Um, yeah. But I always say, if you got a local convention in your area, spend the five or ten dollars that you would have spent, you know, going to McDonald's or some beer. I mean, or not, not be as right. I love McDonald's a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, there's. But try to, you know, you know, if you. That's why I was making a joke about the fourteen hundred. Like yeah. up that. You know, shoot over ten dollars to an indie indie book. Mm -hmm. You know that that doesn't that will not hurt. You know that yeah. would actually help a lot. So mm -hmm. um, whatever. You, and the other thing that I love about like indie comics, but indie comics in general, is that you have a wide variety of things that you can get into. So if you don't like superheroes, there's sci-fi. Mm -hmm. If you don't like sci-fi, there's slice of life. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff out there. So, yeah, and even with conventions, I do. Again, I want to keep bringing these up. I got things from you at an online, a virtual convention. Yep. We're mm -hmm. no longer tied to brick and mortar anything anymore, really. Yep. You know, and if you can support Amazon because it's easier to get your white T-shirts or your, you know, whatever from there, what's what's a few dollars for a, even if you can't support every, we don't expect you to support everybody. That's That doesn't make any sense. But if you you're able to like i even do a um a monthly patreon pledge i mean it'll cycle in because i listen to so many different podcasts and i consume mm -hmm. so many different creators i will cycle in you know first couple months do this person switch it out to that person so it's I, this is the hill that i die on mm -hmm. because it, my whole podcast is about representation in comedy yeah. media because the yeah. representation if it is there and being consumed once this stuff is flipped and it's live action, that's more black people getting mm -hmm. jobs. And that no. I will always I will always no. champion for representation in comics and related media. Related mm -hmm. media being in games, Kickstarters, conventions, any, <laughs> any and all of that. Um, so this is so all that being said, even if you yourself, listener, cannot uh support monetarily, share mm -hmm. yep. so the wheels fall off. Share no. it through your fingers. <laughs> Tell everybody about it. It it, it doesn't it like word of, word of mouth is so key. Like especially in the case of um, just the internet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I it's it's where were you there, Robert? When we shared, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was the first large convention. I'll I'll answer this question, but mm -hmm. yeah, sharing, um, pledging if you can, but sharing is huge because somebody. Maybe it's not for you, but then somebody who right. might come to your page and say, like, that art looks like great, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, let me go to that page and let mm -hmm. me click and go to the page and see if I want to pledge. Right, you know, right, so right. that that's that's definitely huge. Um, so for what Tony said, yeah, that was we actually shared a booth with um, the Brotherman team. OK. And um, that's what I'm saying. Like. The industry is so interconnected, man. Like when I think the first time I met Dawood was when I interviewed him for a story for the Atlanta Voice newspaper. Okay. I was running around doing my Clark Kent, trying to <laughs> trying to, you know, you know, report on these stories and all that. But um I I was connected with Dawood um by 
Dennis, um, an editor of mine at the time, Dennis Bryan. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, if you watch this, hit me up, man. Um, but it, um, I got connected with Dawood. I got connected with, I think Dexter Vines. I got. I would have to find a story, but also got a chance to do a vo- uh, voice interview, a um, a phone interview with Dwayne McDuffie. Okay. Um, and that was the only time I've ever had a chance to quote unquote meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I parlayed. Um, so, but yeah, what we, when MegaCon was the first like large convention that I have ever done, mm-hmm. at least the out of state one and Dawood and Terminus at the time, we, um, what did we do? We, we shared a table. You know, because everybody knows everybody down here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the home of Tuskegee Airs. This is the home of Kamikaze. Mm. This is the home of um, Ur- Urban Shogun. This is the mm-hmm. home of Stealth. You know, this is the home of um, Route Three. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, just and but that's that's and those are talented indie creators, and there's a bunch of um, mainstream creators down here too, also. Yeah. So. Yeah, but no, that wouldn't them. They are. If you have never read Brother Man, do it. That's yeah. that's black's that is black excellence. Okay. On on page, that's just comic book storytelling excellence on every page. So <laughs> good. Yeah, good. I'm on my list. I'm I'm diff- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm racking up the list of stuff to shoot out. After <laughs> this is done. Uh, awesome. and then, uh, Tony says, "Come on, come on, Tony. What you got for us? Pledge now. You have thirty <laughs> days before it comes out of your account." Those stimulus checks should be in by then. I am all for that, Tony. Tony says, pledge now. Yeah, again, I mean, if first of all, if you're watching this and if you're listening to it, you are a fan of comics. And again, even if you don't want it for yourself, you might have a niece, a nephew, a friend, a co-worker, somebody. This would be a very extra special gift that everybody won't have their hands on. So pledge now. Get a copy or two. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, save it up for a Christmas gift. I don't know. You know, somebody birthday coming <laughs> up. So, so with it's that, birthday. With the, right, right. It's every every month somebody's birthday. What? Um, can you tell us about the the prizes or the rewards? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was actually it was funny because there was one I was going to point out specifically. We have um, I, I can't say it in the voice, but uh, we have a welcome to Atlanta collection. Okay. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, Ludacris. Um, there's uh, actually the first celebrity that I ever interviewed. So, oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, like a, that's, that's a weird connection. Um, yeah, imagine me interviewing Ludacris. That was that was entertaining to watch from the outside looking in. But anyways, um, so that Tony um, had a really awesome idea to of getting a bunch of the Atlanta creators that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, donate uh, their books to the tier. Okay. So if you um, so you get a collection of digital comics from creators who are based in the same city that we are setting our story in. So yeah, I'm looking at that now. This welcome yeah. to Atlanta, Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's the thanks to fifty dollar tier. And then we also one of our like it looks like the most popular one that we've had has been the. Um, the $15 pledge where it's called. <laughs> so Tony named after each of these after uh, like songs. So this one yeah. is called let's get physical. Um, and you get the comic book physical and um, digital copy. And, and then at that point we start adding on the different, you have the different options for the different variant covers. Um, so right now I think we have 
two, how many variant covers do we have? We have four, four mm -hmm. variant covers. So between the uh, levels of, let's say, 25 to, or 15 to 50, mm -hmm. you get a bunch of different options. And that's the one thing that we wanted to provide was uh, the ability to, um, I guess, just have a different variety of options, you know, in, yeah. in terms of what you, you know, what you could get. Yeah. And I think we also had uh, the last, one of the ones that I, I could point out was um, you can, if you pledge at a $200 level, there's a one-on-one -on -one, yeah. uh, session with me where you can have, um, in addition to getting your rewards, you can have a one-hour online opportunity to ask questions about writing comic books, mm. working in indie comic book industry, and just to talk okay. comics with uh, with me. Um, so that it feels weird talking about a tier that's specifically for me. I don't yeah, know. I, look at the look at the <laughs> look at the receipts. This ain't even all of it. This is man. Look, I I get it. You are your yeah. worst critic, but fam, I I think there's. That's worth the two hundred. <laughs> Thank you, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Um, mm. So that, so from a writing perspective, that that's one tier to look at, and then also from the art side of things, we also have another um, have a two hundred dollar tier for um, you can commission your own artwork uh, from okay. Pal from Pal, mm. and I think also, and that's a eleven by seventeen, and then also. The other one was a one hundred dollar level where you can also get another piece of art original artwork, except it's a little um, smaller by seven by ten, mm -hmm. and um, and then you know and a couple of other ones with prints. But yeah, it's um I I would definitely say if you want you know more bang for your buck, you know check out that Welcome to Atlanta collection. Yeah, um because you're you're getting some really good comic books from talented creators down here and, and I guess in all you'd be getting maybe six or seven comics. Yeah. Yeah. Six or seven comics. So yeah, so we we have a wide variety, but if you want to, you know, kind of a kind of a taste of what Atlanta's offering in terms mm -hmm. of comic books, I would I would definitely look at that. You know, mm -hmm. So either that or just you know have a bunch of people pledge the fifteen dollar you know the fifteen dollar level. You're not wrong. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's something here for everybody. It's, a, it's something and then some. I'm looking over the prizes now. Trying, mm -hmm. Rewards, excuse me, and trying to figure out where I'm about to play it. But geez, awesome. does that Welcome to Atlanta looks mighty appealing? <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, this Thanks. is. Uh, now, can you speak quickly to the wraparound cover? Tony says there's a wraparound cover that's for Kickstarter only. What is that? Uh, so the wraparound cover is uh, that's the one by Sheldon Mitchell. No, okay. if I'm, actually, no, 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 that, not Sheldon Mitchell. That is the one by. Uh, give me one second. Uh huh. Because I can yeah. look at it and, and just tell you like right off the bat. Yeah, that, I think that's I, Fritz's. Fritz's. Okay. Um, Fritz's is the. Yeah, Fritz's is the. Uh, main one that wraps around, and I really wish I had the ability. You have it. You have share it. my screen. Become. Let me see if I can get it over to you. Give me one. All right. so we, yeah. we're, we're learning um, together now. But no, I can make no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Okay, cool. So, While you're doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking. At, first of all, I just the artwork is stellar. You've given you, tons of 
heavy resumes, heavy enough to, <laughs> to, to come up out your pockets. The tiers are reasonable uh, in price. And then, again, not to tell nobody how to spend money, but we are in a panoramic. Ain't nobody been out shopping uh, <laughs> like we was before. So, you know, when you probably would have spent four, five, six, seven, eight, twenty dollars on, uh, like you said, some food or some maybe some shoes or a shirt, <laughs> you know, you can throw it this way. Throw it this way. Let's see. Oh. Tony says the foil cover is going to be glorious. I saw, I saw that the tier for the foil. What is it? Jeez, I was just looking at it. Uh, which one is that, Tony? One of the set of four co- either way, four covers have been my jam. I got some old school generation X comics with them four covers. Man, you're taking yeah. me back. Yes. <laughs> you're taking me back. That's uh Galactic. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, let's see. Shout Intergalactic out. variant. Yep, that's right. So you got the, the intergalactic four variant, man. My ex, I can't say <laughs> variant. 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 <laughs> but yes, no, so this right, this project. You sent this to me. What was this? Was it yesterday? Was it last night? Uh, it was last night. I, I, I probably had put like a bug in your ear about it a little Man, bit, but yeah. Same. Yeah. No, because it's just the, the artwork, the, the Kickstarter itself, the amount of energy and time going into it. I don't know. This is quality work. And again, even if this ain't for you, it could be for somebody who you know, somebody you don't even know. Social media is full of people being followed and being engaged with by people who you don't even know. I, there's been yeah. times where I've gotten an email or a tweet like, man, why did you stop? Like, what was the show that I didn't complete? I think it was like the first season of Insecure. I didn't review the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I had three girls on three different occasions DM me like, where the, <laughs> where the hell is the rest? So <laughs> that as an example, yeah. here, you never know mm-hmm. who's watching and following you. Because even though I mainly talk about comments, I venture off here and there. And yeah. I did not realize the type the the following that I have that may not be hard focused on some of the more comic stuff. That being said, you might not be a diehard comic just just a whenever tangentially whatever movie come out. It don't matter. Share, share, mm-hmm. <laughs> share, yep. y'all. Aaron is Karen. Um, I just sent the I sent the completed the wraparound image to you if you okay. wanted to toss that up. Let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Now let's see. Now we're gonna figure this out. You gonna figure yeah. out? How to- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. This is a very beautiful. In this, mm, I would see. I would frame this and put this on my wall. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so with the with the project, while actually, that's why I'm working on this with the yeah. project and with us being a quarter of the way done and only one or two, three days in and whatnot, and having all these days left, what is? Yeah, I don't know what. Outside of sharing and supporting, what what do we do? Give us some direction. What or how? What's the push? Um, I I mean, what do you say? Double S, <laughs> you know, just share support. I mean, I mean, just talk it up. Just think about it. You know, yeah. if you see the image, if you see any of these images come across your um, any groups that you're in or any social in your social media feeds, mm-hmm. uh, just act on either one of those fronts, and you know, and spread the word. You know. Yeah. Uh, even if it's not online, if you're talking with, you know, if you're talking with friends mm-hmm. and somebody says, I need something to, to, I need something to entertain my kids, you know, yeah. or something that they're looking for. Or, or maybe you have a daughter who loves sci-fi, who loves yeah. maybe 
anime or um, fantasy action, you know, whatever. You know, this is something. I mean, sharing and and pledging, you know, and supporting with the pledges are are going to be key. You know, personally on my front, um, this is the second podcast I've done within you know two days. So it's been like <laughs> so since actually since Saturday. Okay. Saturday I did an online panel. So mm-hmm. since Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I've been in front of either Zoom or um, Steamyard, <laughs> so. Okay. Um, but I'm going to continue to do that, and uh, I'm trying to promote as much as possible, you know, mm-hmm. for for us to reach our goal. We, so it's it's a it's a, you know people know me like when they when Kickstarter time pops up on my page, I yeah. I don't I'm not apologizing for it. I mean, if you right. want to keep keep away from my page for like those thirty days, that would be great yeah. because the majority <laughs> of it. Is just going to be spent, you know, talking about, um, you know, the, the campaign. You know, we've. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I was talking to my wife last night about uh, about this one, and mm-hmm. we. She she says, "I know. You know, I see you. <laughs> I see you during these campaigns." Yeah. So it's just like I, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, or I constantly have my phone by me because I'm trying to creatively say, you know, hey, give us your money, you know, that type yeah. of stuff, or hey, give us your shares. Mm-hmm. There's only so many times that you can start, you know, kind of, um, you don't want to browbeat people, you know, and that's the thing. So, um, and that's the balance that I try to, that I try to find personally, you know, when it comes to creator, like, you know, when it comes to Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, Kickstarter can drive you crazy if you let it. Um, <laughs> I'm just being real. I mean, it can't. It just it just can't because you you're watching those numbers you're mm-hmm. watching those numbers and um, here's a piece of advice so at the beginning of a Kickstarter campaign um, if you have done a healthy amount of promotions before mm-hmm. like at least a month or two months in advance yeah uh, with some really killer artwork announcing mm-hmm. your creative teams and on the social media front, you will open up with a pretty, you can open up with a pretty good um, dollar amount in terms of pledges. You know, if you've got it in front of people, um, but what's going to happen is like, there's going to be that lull and the middle part is always the worst part because Mm -hmm. you are, that's where you're constantly grinding, you know, so you can get the numbers up. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, I think sometimes there's a sense with people that, well, oh my God, we only got a week left. You know, yeah. now we got to pledge, you know, so, mm-hmm. and then, and in some certain ways, there are some people who are looking at your campaign and they're like, Hey, is, I hate to put it like this, but is this good enough for me to pledge to, you know, mm-hmm. have, have, have the other people help get in it. <laughs> have they helped gotten it to the point where I should be able to pledge, you know, or where I should pledge. And it's just, you have to, there's so many kind of different facets that you, of people's personalities that you have to take into play, you know, when it comes to doing something like this. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, but normally you start off very strong. There's that low in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, it picks right back up. But the thing that you don't want to do is rest on your laurels. Mm -hmm. Or get kicked out of Facebook groups because Facebook ain't about that life no more. Like I've I've, I've seen many creators who are like we are, they're in Facebook jail. They're not allowed to. I mean, and that's the other thing is it's like so how do you promote? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you have a relationship with these Facebook groups where you're not the only thing you're not doing is promoting, and you do post and discuss, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
you know, what if it comes time for a Kickstarter and you know these people are receptive to your brand, um, Facebook will actually will shut it down in certain cases wow. if they see you. So yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm you know I'm promoting, but you know for something like me. Um, when it comes time to doing the next Kickstarter that I'll personally do will be for route three. Okay. You know, uh, without that's not attached to another company or anything. It'll be for route three. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, will I get shut down, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, but yeah, there, there's, there are those three, you know, that's just, just kind of at least my experience of how it goes. Now, if we can get to a point where we, we raise all our money within the first week, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. All we got to do right th- at that point is just stretch goals. Yeah, you know, it's just to chill. So, you know, my my ultimate goal is to try to raise these funds at least within the first two weeks, so I can breathe easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. for the rest of my for the rest of the days. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, like I said, I, I there are people who have done this much more often and much more successfully, mm-hmm. and um, than than I have. So, I would always do you know study the game. You know, study mm-hmm. study Kickstarter. Study you know, those that have been successful and see what they have done. And then also study the ones that, um, but then also study the ones that haven't, you know, I guess done as well and learn from that. Yeah. Well, good, good. Wise words. Cause I see Kickstarters constantly. My email every other day, it's, it's something. So I get it. I get it. You know, what's that balance of doing enough, not doing too much or not doing enough at all. So I, I get it. I get it. And hopefully this conversation will help push that goal, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit, little bit more, more change in the, in the Kickstarter bank. And I do hope that listeners who are listening at the very least share and at the next very least support, you know, throw a couple of dollars this way to help fund this project. I will be doing so as well. Um, I'm having technical issues. So, um, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll be the cover on social medias. You'll see this on my Instagram and Twitter. But I am having some technical difficulties. Yes. Um. But yeah. So I mean, is there anything else that you want to uh, mention about the project? Anything that maybe we didn't go over? Um. Um. I just. I. You know. To be honest with you, I, I don't think so. I think we hit. All of the <laughs> all of the major points, yeah, yeah, you know, that needed to be hit. So, oh, yeah, this 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 was cool. First of all, thanks for coming on. Secondly, thank you, Tony, for being in the in the comments there, uh, speaking as well. Thank <laughs> you uh, for coming on. Can you tell these people how to find you and support you and yeah. and, and and all that? Yeah, just uh, my website is robertkjeffrey.com. That's Robert K J E F F R E Y dot com. Uh, you can also, the, the website that I work as editor-in-chief for is blacksci-fi.com. That's blacksci-fi.com. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram handle is at robertk.jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Twitter is on the screen at, at syncrkj. And uh, just do a search for author Robert Jeffrey II on Facebook. And those are, those are actually the main places where you can find me. Okay. And of course, those will be in the show notes, y'all. So when you're listening to this episode or watching this episode, make sure to hit those links, follow, support, and uh, see what other things you might enjoy. That Kickstarter link is in the show notes uh, on the podcasting platforms as well as on YouTube here. Please be sure to take that link, share it, and support it as well. 
uh, me, Carefree Black Nerd, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. If you need to send me a message, you want to talk to me off of social media, you got a little bit more to say, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. I'm willing to read emails <laughs> and uh, rate, review, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you like, you leave a review, I'll read it on a future episode. And uh, again, thank you for coming on, Robert. Thank you to the whole team for even coming up with this project that at the start of this conversation, I did not think it was as big as it was. I thought this was, okay, another Kickstarter, a good yeah. project, great art. The mechanics behind the scenes is making it so much more heavy in all the good, all the best ways. So thank you. Thank you all. And um Here's the meeting that go. So listeners, share, 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 support, support, support. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay, um, I don't know, with the Fox Chronicles, stay <laughs> with supporting the indies, stay with uh, doing what needs to be, just stay doing all the stuff.